0: Oh, Michael! Try not to trip on the the charger. Um, okay, so <laughs> the good thing is that we don't do this podcast live because it would present a very uncomfortable uh, situation where we're trying to get this thing ready, and we've been well, you've been troubleshooting for twenty minutes now, but we're good now. So, Michael, happy to see you again.
1: Tell me about it, man. It's
0: been a while. I know. You know, it's kind of there's something intimate about being able to sit in front of you and seeing you face to face, and we like like just hold hands.
1: Exactly,
0: dude. It's pretty wacky. You have some glitter on your right eye, by the way. Oh, that's on purpose. Yeah, it's yeah a fashion yeah. thing. You yeah. don't have to wipe it off. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Michael, um, I know we we came back with a pretty with a pretty strong episode the previous time um, when I still had COVID. And shortly after that, you went on a vacation, well deserved. You're the hardest working man I know. <laughs> and uh, now that we're back in person and we could do this podcast together in person, you have this new setup that I'm really excited about, where we could just sit here, just be super relaxed, super nonchalant. It's it's beautiful. Face to face too. Yeah, and yeah. And we still need some tweaking to do, but
1: we'll get there. To- yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know, but we're in a much better spot. So I think like every episode we've done thus far. Let's discuss what we're drinking. Today's Sober Sunday. So
1: I can see that you have a, what is that? Yeah, so this is a zero sugar Snapple tea, raspberry flavor. Okay. Um, I am on a keto diet. Mm-hmm. You know, after eight days of cruising and eating whatever I like, mm-hmm. I need to tone it down a bit and yeah. shake my stomach, you know? Yeah,
0: that, that looks pretty good. You might have get a little sip of that? Cool. I really want to try, try, it. try it out. Let, let me see let me,
1: out. see. let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me try this. <clears throat>
0: Mm. that's pretty good now let me ask you something i know you're kind of of snapple why why uh not so much why but now that they've transitioned to the plastic bottles has that altered
1: the taste yes yes how yes. so how so tell me let, let me let me say something mm-hmm. everybody knows there's a difference between a glass bottle and a plastic bottle Yes. Listen, it's the same thing as having a Coca-Cola in a glass bottle, Mm -hmm. and then you try a plastic one. Completely different taste. Right, right. And it may be placebo, but it's different. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's what it is. It's probably just placebo. Yeah, it's probably
0: perception. It's kind of how you look at Coke in a can as opposed to a bottle, whether it be glass or plastic. Or or beer. Or beer. Uh Uh Have you ever had beer out of a
1: plastic bottle? Not a plastic one, but I mean, compared to can to a mm-hmm. glass bottle, yeah, know, yeah,
0: really yeah Hundred percent. It's kind of like, have you ever had boxed water? Um, I think yeah, if I have, yeah, I
1: remember back in school they used to give us water in the plastic bag sometimes. Yes,
0: yes, <laughs> and you just kind of have to like pop it and just yeah. like, <laughs> like if it was like a like a shotgun or something. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I have some Sprite Zero actually. I mean, yesterday. We had a couple, couple alcoholic beverages. Blue Moon. I like Blue Moon, but I, I think I'll stick to Light Sky. That regular stuff is just too. It just bloats you. Yeah, too
1: Yeah, especially when you drink multiple Blue Moons like over yeah. the night, it makes you a little bloated. Yeah. I and mean, that's why I, I stuck to the, like the Yinglings, the Yingling Flight. the uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's a newer one, but 2.6 grams of carbs per beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt good the morning after. I was fine. Yeah. No. I mean, I had the I had four
0: Blue Moons yesterday. I was I wasn't even tipsy. I didn't feel. I just felt full. Mm-hmm. I just I was like ugh
1: I just felt gross and I was like I oh, screw this I'm not gonna do this again, but um yeah it's like even even like when I'm not on a diet mm-hmm. I like just, you don't want that yeah that bloat is just ridiculous yeah I, I got at the time it tastes better obviously than a light beer mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying it in the time but always the morning after I feel oh, yeah. bloated it feel horrendous yeah, yeah. So it's, it's not a good feeling I mean this morning I woke up and I immediately made myself breakfast, dude, and I was hungry so damn dude. That's a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I want to pull
0: up our podcast topics here because I know we have quite a few to start. Um,
1: we, we've got to catch up. we got to catch the, the viewer base. Yes, up. yes,
0: what's yes. What's going on? So I kind of want to start off with one that uh, I know you're an aficionado of, which is the new Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Let's... I, I want to I wanna preface this by saying that I am not a, an avid pokemon Enjoyer, i really don't play pokemon but i was really interested in this new pokemon because of the promised co-op feature which it does have but quotation in quotation yes but really it only goes as far as that you could join each other and that's it you kind of just do your own thing and i
1: did not like that whatsoever yeah Yeah, it, it was definitely you know a lot more underwhelming than i thought it would be Mm -hmm. um we could do raids together but that's about it besides raids and joining each other and being able to see each other during which is pretty funny when we were testing it and you were doing one of the the base raids or whatever it is team star yeah and uh i was there in the background talking like emotes and stuff like that and you see it in your screen you know and it's it's funny because you can't see
0: my character in battle but i could see yours and our geometry like interacts with each other in a way like when you set the picnic table my pokemon was sitting on top (laughs) in battle yes yes i recorded it on my switch uh but for some reason i i don't know why it's so difficult for them to just include like like double battles like how temtem does yeah exactly i mean i know that temtem's form of co-op is much more aggressive by comparison because if you get in a battle no matter where you are it's just going to snap you to that player, correct? Right. So you could just be in an opposite town. And then even though you get in a battle, it's like, oh, we're fighting together now. And it kind of just sets you back. So that's a little bit more aggressive. But Pokemon as a whole, I think um, for for an entry that I, I guess most Pokemon um, fans are, are really excited about, I ended up getting it. And I played through it. And, man, I actually beat it, which is saying a lot. I, well be quote unquote i know there's like an end game you were telling me about mm-hmm. but that that initial piece of doing the the gym battles the team star raids and the the titan pokemon i like the fact that it was kind of open where you could go wherever you want but i think by the end of it after putting like 25 hours into the game i ended up despising it um i know that the core gameplay is fine but i just can't, besides the you know the performance issues which we know was was bad to begin with I just I just don't know kind of where to set it because you look at the reviews of the of the game and it's getting like eight and nines everywhere. And and everybody says, oh, despite performance issues, I'm like, that's an understatement. Like, I feel like performance issues would play a part more in a rating, you know, like, you know, IGN notoriously has done that before. So I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like
1: more of the same. And it has a bunch of bugs, but still eight. It makes no sense. Right. Yeah. and And. You know, I, I guess my view on it is a little different because, so the way I look at it, as, you know, someone who who's enjoyed the Pokemon series and you know put a lot of time. I mean, you you see my switch times on on mm-hmm. how much I put in Pokemon, and it's just you know a game from childhood that I've been playing and mm-hmm. I've always played on you know my my Game Boy Advances, SPs, etc. Even the original Pokemon and the original Game Boy. And I think in terms of a game as a whole, this game did a great job in keeping players engaged through the main story quest line. I agree with that. You know, considering that there's three different routes that you can take, so you don't always have to, like, go straight uh, into grinding your Pokemon to beat the next gym battle. You could, you know, take away your focus on on gym battles and go do Star Rage or Mm -hmm. go do the Titan Pokemons, which, you know, was really...
0: That's and what kept going. For,
1: yeah. And yeah. I have to say, the performance issues were kind of annoying, of course. But I don't necessarily want to put all the blame on Game Freak themselves. I feel like it's outdated technology that they're using. And Nintendo owns the development rights for Pokemon. And, yeah, the least they, know, they can do is
0: give the- them the resources they need to make the game the best it can be. And on top of that, just
1: modernizing their architecture, right? Which they're not going to do that just for no. a Pokemon game, right? No. So, it's kind of, you know, it, it's, I guess, bottlenecking the series. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there was an end game at the end, which so after you beat the championship and you're champion, you have to go ahead and test the gym leaders so you go you're going around and you're testing them you know on how good they are as as gym leaders or you fight them all again mm-hmm. and at the end of that after you test them all there's a academy tournament where uh, i think it's called the academy ace tournament where you you know you're fighting and you're in a tournament to determine who's the best in the academy um and once you beat that then you have access to six star raids and then once you beat a few six star raids then you have access to the now released Uh, this past week seven star raids which is charizard for now Mm, so there is some like progress that you could be making you know past the end game and a lot of people are shiny hunting now and doing Mm -hmm. things like that because now pokemon home isn't even released uh as part of the game yet but they will be releasing it next year so i mean there's, there's things to do for the avid pokemon fan now for someone who's just you know a, a casual pokemon player you know they were like just jumping into it see what it, what it has yeah i don't think there's enough to keep them engaged after end game and it could get a little bit redundant but
0: yeah i mean i i, I do got to give them some credit i really enjoyed the the let's go feature you just send mm-hmm. the pokemon out, they kind of fight on their own it made it easy to grind some pokemon out <clears throat> i like that bit Um, The only thing I wish it had was the Arceus style of battle where you could just be like running around the battlefield while the Pokemon are fucking each other up. And I kind of like that because it felt a little bit faster paced. Like this one, especially, I don't know if you've noticed, but you know when you inflict a status effect on a Pokemon, like if they inflicted paralysis on you or whatever, and it's like, oh, your Pokemon is paralyzed. Okay. And then it goes to another one. It might not be able to move and then I'm, you're like okay and then you go do your attack and it's like oh your pokemon is paralyzed and i'm like okay am i gonna do the move or what and then it yeah. ends up doing it and you're like okay but it's like so slow for certain things especially the status effects things just drove me crazy because you couldn't fast forward through those yeah, not just to say like in the beginning of the game when you when you get in the oh, amount
1: of that, just text dialogues that you have to go that, through just to tutorial, play the game
0: that tutorial was one of the worst tutorials i've seen in my life i I understand you have to set up the story but you can't like you can't fast forward the dialogue right it's just you're kind of like oh my god i just mm-hmm. gotta keep tapping a and so you kind of get through it and there's no voice acting so you're just like i i got to a point where i stopped listening even though like some of the characters are written well like even though I'll, I'll,
1: and the, the stories are amazing yeah right? like really story, the story
0: like the stories in this one are, are surprisingly pretty good like one of my favorite gym uh leaders is uh the the oh my god what was the guy's name the guy that that's he's in a he's in a restaurant the salary man oh yeah <laughs> he's a normal type uh a gym leader I right. thought that was really funny that was like a, a very clever like guy just like looks bored with life he's just like I just need to get done with this so I could go back to work yeah <laughs> you know and I, and I found that really funny like like some aspects were really cool the only one that I thought that was super cringe was that girl that's like a streamer.
1: Oh yeah, I'm just like, what and she's is like that? streaming. Like when you go to battle her, she has you in the background. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And then she's like recording. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God, I hate, I hate it when games. It's, it's, Pokemon's not the only one that does this. Other games that I've introduced, like streamers. I mean, I, I know you haven't played Spider Man too much, but in Miles Morales, they have this, uh, they, these side activities where you're like fighting against a streamer. She's like, she puts these people in like bombs or whatever, and you're like one around the city trying to. But it's, like, all based, like, it's, like, oh, you're on your own you're on live stream right now. You have to perform for the audience or else they get killed or whatever. And I just, I hate that so much.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's something that, that's meant to not necessarily appeal to our generation, but the generation mm-hmm. after us. Because it's it's part of, like, Pokemon's initiative to kind of modernize Pokemon as well with uh, Rotom phones where, the, you know, the, oh, the Pokemon Rotom. Yeah, is like yeah Pokemon.
0: I, put, I put a, a Quaxly case on mine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I put, like, a Magnemite one. Yeah. But... Yeah, I think it's, it's just part of like modernizing the Pokemon series just be- mm-hmm. because, you know, back then, you just get your Pokédex and this is a new amazing technology. But yeah. nowadays, a Pokédex would be, you know, I could have that. Yeah, know, it's just know, an app, app on it. your phone. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, they're trying to modernize Pokemon series. I, I understand where they're coming from with implementing characters like that, especially yeah. when they're trying to get the new generation yeah. involved. Yeah, no, let me ask you this because this part I found really funny. Why is it that when you jump
0: off a cliff, Without your, your your ride on or whatever, when you're reaching like the bottom, like your phone comes out and, and slows down your your descent. Did
1: you notice that? Yeah, there's Rotom saving you. It's really weird. How does it do that? I don't know, but you know, it would be funny if they implemented a Pokemon game with just rag uh, ragdoll effects, and you just fall, <laughs> <and> you just <laughs> like go with, down the cliff, like with the Breath of the Wild effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I mean, I also also another piece too that I forgot to mention. I also really liked how arceus you had your own health bar too yeah and this one is just kind of like the pokemon like if you don't have any pokemon left to attack i just kind of hate um like there were some battles that i lost because i was just like I, I don't know really like the counterattacks that well so i would i would lose all i would lose my pokemon and then it's like oh you were overwhelmed with defeat Bitch, no I wasn't i just don't have any pokemon and then it's like oh you run away to, to, to take care of your Pokemon safely and then you end up at a at a, at a, at a gas station to, to, to take care of your Pokemon it's like why don't you just give me the option that I lose it and i just you know like give the i could go the, i could go back that way or i could just just run there myself because if you have revives you could just revive your, your Pokemon, Pokemon right like well, why do they force you to go back and I don't like that also I can't really I've, I've never lost a Pokemon battle I know dude. Yeah. You're, you're beast at the game <laughs> also i hate how on the elite four. Once you start it, you have no choice but to keep, but to go through it.
1: And that's how every Pokemon game is. No, I I
0: know. I'm just saying as a a quality of life improvement, if I get it, like, let's say if you start the first one and you go into the second one and you're like, oh, man, like, I'm not, I can't do this. Like, I know I'm going to lose this battle 100%. Why not just be able to leave? You
1: lose your thing and you have to start over. That's fine. Well, then you're just not ready. That's why before the Pokemon League, they always have the March that you... Buy all the things you need. So if you need to buy the revives, you need to buy mm-hmm. the potions, sethers, et etc. You can buy it all before, and then in between battles, mm-hmm. you can revive your Pokemon's and, and right if you have enough, if enough of the thing, right. Which I don't remember if, if in this one you were even allowed to do. I think it was just straight on after that. After battle. yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, I mean you could. You have
0: like once the the first or more so whenever you defeat a, a gym, not gym leader, an elite, uh, one of the elites. When you defeat them, they're like the second one or the third one is standing far a little bit uh, in front of you. And you're just kind of there, and you can go into your menu, and revive your Pokemon That's or whatever right. if yes. you want to. Um, but I just, I got when I was doing, I'm like, oh my god, like I don't, I really don't want to do this right now. I just want to leave. And it's like you can't. You have to go through the battle. You have to lose. You can't do anything. And it's just like wasting like 10, 15 minutes of your time waiting to go through the thing. So you could lose, and then it's like, oh, you lost okay and then it does the thing i told you about where you, it says oh you were overwhelmed and mm. it sends you back and i'm like I, I just want to be able to leave the battle yeah i guess I, guess I know what you mean
1: it, it's it's one of those things where it's like you're not sure if you're ready but you want to give it a try mm. and then, you know you're through it and then you get through three battles and then you lose and then it's exactly. like oh damn yeah, yeah. i get it well, how about we, we we change subjects from pokemon and then we spoil enough yeah, longer, th- yeah. Th- that's a good idea because because
0: at the end of the day pokemon is a is a niche um it's a niche. Uh, <laughs> It's a niche product, right? It's only the biggest franchise. <laughs> um, I wanted to tell you about this game. I don't think you've looked it up, but there's this game coming out that EA is making. Hear me out. It's called uh, Wild Hearts. Have
1: mm-hmm. you heard of Wild it? Wild
0: Hearts, Sayonara? No, 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 Wild Hearts. It's called Wild Hearts. It's their answer to Monster Hunter.
1: Hmm. It's
0: it's being done in conjunction with uh with Team Ninja.
1: Okay. I like or, Team Ninja. Or is it
0: Team Ninja? No, it's not Ninja Theory. That's the other one. But it's like this Monster Hunter style game, and it's coming out I think next year, and it looks pretty damn cool. I should have sent you the trailer before the uh, before the podcast so you could see it. So I'm just gonna skip over this because oh. I don't want to explain it to you. Yeah. Unless we could actually see it, if we had a producer to, to pull up the stuff on the thing so we could watch it in real time, that'd be sick.
1: Yeah. Pull it up. Oh, we don't have any. Shit. Yeah.
0: Well, well, maybe next time. Okay, I'm gonna skip right into. The one we've just been re- uh, recently playing, which is Evil West. Oh yes,
1: Evil West.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like one of the uh, most three hundred and sixty games ever in a yeah. good way. A good yeah, way. definitely. In a good way. I I remember seeing the the reviews online, and people were very harsh on it. And I and some of the video reviewers that I like watching, they're saying, "Oh no, this is super dated and just
1: like whatever. It's boring." And I was looking at the game, and I'm like, man, this looks pretty fun. Yeah, let me say, it's one of those games where it shows, as long as you have good mechanics, decent gameplay, even minimal effort in co-op, as long as there is a co-op mode to enjoy it uh, with someone, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's a it fun is. game.
0: It is. I, and Because and, I, I don't know what's going on in the story. I know you're a vampire hunter, something like that. But uh, I mean the game looks okay. It runs pretty good on PC. There's some weird lag spikes in some areas that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's related to co op or if that's related to the to the to the to the game engine or whatever. But the gameplay has been a lot of fun. It's more melee focused. And it's like introducing like newer mechanics
1: on each level. Right. There's it, yeah. it's so versatile and not just the mechanics where you, where you have first of all abilities on both of your arms Mm -hmm. you got the your weapons um but there's also a large uh versatility in the enemies themselves yeah because it's not you're not just fighting one type of enemy the entire game Mm -hmm. you start implementing like oh here's you know these vampire dudes here's these werewolf dudes and you know it just keeps adding on and on and it it just keeps you engaged in the game it
0: kind of reminds me of um Remnant from the ashes. Yeah, but without the. I mean, this one has guns, but it's not like a third person shooter like that game was. Mm-hmm. And Remnant was very grindy in a way because we would we were doing like the the upper difficulty. And it it's just like a lot to kill like like a, a boss enemy. Right. But besides that, I just love like like the over the top nature of of like the melee. Like you know that melee where you uppercut, and you just uh, you just punch them down and you toss them into the abyss. Like that's super fun, and I also like the the that we have an electric glove and it just works like as like a tether and you just kind of like pull them towards you and i love that so much right it's 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 really a lot of fun and and those mechanics for me uh i i think makes the game so much more fun and um like you said but just it being co-op alone makes it super fun because at the end of the day it's really just you're going from one area to the other you hop over a little barrier you fight you hop and Hop hop over another barrier. You fight, cutscene, and then next level, and that's fine. But it, it's just a, I guess the, the the way it's presented it's just like very like clean cut. Like this is what it is. And I also heard it's not too long either. I don't know how far we are into the game, but I've had a, I've had a lot of fun with the game so far.
1: Um, like one of the better co op games that I've played. Yeah, and it goes to show, like for other games that don't have co op implemented at all mm-hmm. that you would love to see co-op in it doesn't take much all they did was literally replicate the character you don't need another co-op character that has their own storyline yeah not at all and it doesn't need to have all these crazy interactive co-op uh mechanics uh-huh. you, you know just throw someone else in there replicate the character let's just that's both it. play together yeah but there's fun. like
0: there's like some minor puzzles in this game i've like moving the mine cart or okay. something where it's like other games would say oh we're gonna add a second grip to this minecart so we could you could have two characters push it like who cares like like you push it i just watched you i just yeah. sat there watching you or vice versa like it doesn't really matter to me like i don't care that much about being a separate character like even halo infinite you play as master chief duplicated
1: that's all, all they right. did like it doesn't have to be that deep which is confuses me on why they took so long that's a whole other subject yeah,
0: yeah i'm not gonna talk about that right <laughs> now
1: that's just too much for me yeah um Maybe we move on to the next game or next topic that we have. Ah, yes. This is
0: another one um, that is in reference to another game that has had polarizing reviews. Sonic yeah. Frontiers.
1: Ah, okay.
0: Yes, yes. I, I also saw that actually, you know, I think Sonic wasn't really uh blasted by as many critics as we think. I think a lot of people gave it a better score just on the, the basis of, oh, it's a it's actually a good Sonic game. right? Not just that,
1: but it's like a, a Sonic game that a lot of people have been asking for, yes. have expected yes, you know yes, to progress yes.
0: into. Yeah, because all the other Sonic games that I've seen have been, I mean, all the previous ones have been asked. Besides, like, I think Sonic Colors, which is, but that was like 2011. Uh, and this one kind of, it being an open world game now, or as they call it, an open zone game. I think that there's a lot that is fun about it, and there's some aspects that I could see becoming repetitive later on. I played like five hours of it, I'm in the second biome, Uh, but I think the funnest parts of the game are in the open world. You know what I mean? When you have like all the little rails and all that stuff. The only, the only thing I gotta say is is uh, Sonic's movement in the cyberspace is a little janky sometimes, because he's going so like not so much going so fast, but like like when they force like. Sonic fast, Sonic fast, but he's going from like 2D to like 3D and then they've been repeating the same Sonic levels for the past 20 years and I'm sick of it. I don't want to see Green Hill Zone again. I want to see Chemical <laughs> City or Chemical That's Flat. the whole
1: basis of Sonic, man. I know,
0: man, but I, it's just to give me something different, bro. Give me like a Hialeah Hill or something. <laughs> give me the Hialeah Hill Zone or something. Man. This is something. A,
1: a giant dumpster. <laughs> yeah,
0: a giant dumpster and like you fight like Cuban sandwich shaped enemies and shit. It's just that the game is a lot of fun, you know, and and, and looking at, at, at these studios that have been making one game their entire career, you know, Game Freak is one, Sonic Team another, it's like man, you it, it's like it took this long for you to make a a Sonic game like this. And that's not to say that they could evolve the series. If you I, I know you haven't played the new Kirby, but Hal Laboratory, they've always made two D Kirby and that's all they've ever done. And this is their first 3D quote unquote removing the, the crystal shards from the N64 because it really wasn't. This is their first like actual 3D Kirby and it was amazing. It was like one of the you know the best Kirby games and best Nintendo games that you know on the system. Uh but Sonic is just kind of in a weird place because the dialogue is cringy. Story is cringy. Just to, the cool aspects of it is like the soundtrack is really good. And mm-hmm. and and you know like I said in the open world fighting the enemies is fun. The only thing I don't understand is how how the the world kind of looks, I guess dead. It Reminds me of Death Stranding. Not not dead because Death Stranding has more geometry. Like barren, right? Like yeah, the- it just looks like a like an asset flip from Unreal Engine. Yeah, in a way. And also, when you're running really fast, and then like rails start to appear, like they pop up. I know that's not intentional, but it just it just looks a little bit off putting. You know, it's not to the extent of like Pokemon. Scarlet Violet, when you like, you could like really abuse that with your ride on. You know, you jump off something and then you glide, and you just see everything like materializing in front of you. Um, All right, but it, it's, I mean, I mean, I like Sonic. I've always liked Sonic. I've always, I'm, I'm a Sonic enjoyer. Yeah, I will
1: say when, and I haven't played the game much. I, I played maybe two and a half hours worth, just trying it out, testing it. One thing that really irked me is for some reason I couldn't get a hand of the controls just and i know it's it's supposed to be fast paced but it becomes but it feels floaty right um so i mean for some reason i I just couldn't get a a hang of it and i know if i played more i probably would yeah Uh, but i don't know but but i want you to i want you to
0: take a look at this in the settings there's a an entire uh list of things you could change on how sonic handles so you can make his speed slower, his speed faster, his camera turn slower, faster. Like you could customize the experience of, of like the only thing that you can't really fix is like you know when you jump and you jump a little bit too far and you're like fuck you didn't fall off the uh you fall off the platform yeah that happened to me a couple times but you could but you could change some of those aspects of how of his speed or max speed and I know in the beginning it tells you oh high speed style or like action style right I don't know what action style is I just did high speed I'm like I want to go fast you know and it's really weird how. Each biome has like a character. I mean, you're still in the first biome. Yeah. Okay, so you have Amy, right? You're trying to save Amy. Mm-hmm. And there's like these little characters. I don't know if you noticed. Know they're called like the Cocos or something. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, they're they're like they're like side stories, like really sad. They like commit suicide. Like <laughs> like there's this one mini game where you're like cr- corralling them, corral corraling them. You're trying to herd them into like a thing and then you herd them together to their mom and then they reunite with like their mom and then they do a dance together and they die. It's so weird. That's dark. Dude, that's <laughs> yeah. dark. Yeah. Then you just see Amy. She's like, Oh my god, they're they're dead. <laughs> or like whatever. And then Sonic is like, Whoa, that's crazy. That's just how they are. And and that that side story for the with the cocos or whatever they're called. I am mm-hmm. butchering the name right now, but it kind of repeats itself a bit. And I don't know if you've noticed, but you collect these like little fragments. Yeah, like but- like when you're going through the world or whatever, you get it from enemies. And you use those to, I guess, to like get more story for the thing. I mean, at the end of the day, you're just trying to get the chaos emeralds so you can become Supersonic. Uh, and 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 that 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 piece where you're getting the fragments and then you give it to like the Coco leader and then he like upgrades like your stats. I don't know. I don't know if you've done that yet. Not yet. But you like you could upgrade your stats. Like you could make like like you could uh, have more speed, more power, whatever. Like I really don't understand the upgrade system that much. It's not really well explained. But anyways, that's besides the point. When you do become supersonic, it's pretty sick. Like, that's actually the that, that's actually the point of finishing the biome so you can become supersonic. And if I like the big boss, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
1: I definitely got to put more time into it. I yeah, will,
0: but, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about Sonic because there's not really much to be said about that. But moving on to our next one, I don't have to look at my notes for this one because this is the one that actually surprised me, is Gotham Knights. Because mm-hmm. Gotham Knights, dude... I, I've never played a game that I really didn't like as much as this one. Like I think I put like close to thirty hours in this stupid game. Yeah, and that's only because of the the stupid co op update that they just. Re- it's not stupid. It's a good co op update.
1: Yeah, I mean they they. I feel like they saved, you know, the game with the heroic hmm just just from that co op alone because, not only. Does it perform well because it's in close space, and they might have fixed performance issues in in the actual game. But you know you're in a closed space, a lot smaller environment. You can play with more than just one other person. Yes, uh, you play up the four player co-op, and we were playing with Daniel. Yeah, and... and
0: I know we, I know you were saying earlier how, not earlier but yesterday how how we how you told Daniel to get the game, assuming that we could play all together in the <laughs> beginning, and he got it, and then we just played it without him, and <laughs> we beat the entire game and it's like oh sorry we can't play with you daniel <laughs> yeah it was it
1: was like one of those things where it's like you know on my off time I'm like all right man i'll have to play with daniel to catch him up some and uh That's like, I, right? I can't yeah i felt like we left him hanging in a way yeah. and he bought the game like he spent money on the game and we left him hanging and so like now with the heroic assault update we were allowed to to play together and it's just a yeah. much more fun experience just because now yeah. know, we can all enjoy it together and yeah, and it performs awesome, and yeah. it's it's fun. You get you get good gear. The level cap is now level forty when you start mm-hmm. the new game plus with mm-hmm. it. So it's it's a lot more content for us to enjoy.
0: And yeah, kind and, of. And and also the I know before the performance was abysmal. I think I had a lot of frame pacing issues. I mean, I still can't run it with ray tracing. It doesn't run well with ray tracing on. But the game runs much better. And in heroic assault, I was averaging like 120, 130 frames. At all times, and and there was more enemies than I've ever seen in the game,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, and it was really and it's a lot of fun and and going and now that we switched characters, going from Batgirl to uh, Red Hood is just like a cheat code. Oh yeah, that guy he's He's so brutal. He's a brute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just
1: goes in and he just snaps people's necks. I just I can't believe some of the finishers that he does. But but, yeah, I mean it's it's funny because we started playing the game and it was fun or whatever and then we realized how easy it was Mm -hmm. i'm like wait a second (laughs) we were like one shotting everything yeah i was like wait a second what did i set my new game plus to (laughs) and i remember joking around i put it to very easy uh and you forgot to put it back and i forgot to put it back and i did not realize that whatever the host sets their new game plus to is what everyone's difficulty mm-hmm. is going to be so we were all playing very easy yeah. We're like this is super easy why yeah. is it so easy yeah we had a fourth character that joined us yeah we had a fourth guy and, character and, he, was, doing and us. he was steamrolling
0: everything he probably thought he's like wow i'm so strong <laughs> we're grinding this game and when we put it back to medium it was like okay it went back like it it brought the difficulty back up to how how we how we how we remember it
1: right because we were we were playing with our original characters first right uh-huh. the first time we tried it and then the thing was we were they were like sponges the enemies were sponges they're taking you know 10 15 shots or Mm -hmm. or hits to to hit them Then we jumped in we swapped the characters to to red hood we're like immediate Red Red Hood's awesome man he's yeah which he still is but we thought he was just so overpowered that he was killing everyone with two shots yeah we didn't have any (laughs) gear for him we were like start a new fresh start with uh red hood so yeah, this is so funny. And then it sits back to medium and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, that like, makes oh, it's sense. normal.
0: Even though Red Hood is still powerful. Oh, yeah. Like, I've noticed I have a full electric build
1: with with Red Hood and he's, he's really he's good. He's badass, though, especially with his I thought you get a good range weapon, you, you could still like, yeah, you know, four or five shots to someone they mm-hmm. are done. And,
0: and I got to give the game some credit. I mean, as, as annoying as the uh, progression is, like I have to get the knighthood Hood for Red Hood, which is his traversal ability. And I have to do that same stupid thing where you have to do like 10 side activities or whatever. I'm okay with, I'm like, like I'm not a fan of that, but the game itself does a good job of letting you try the other characters and to giving you sufficient gear to start with that character so you can start playing and start getting stuff for that character. So every character is essentially whatever level you left your other one as. And also, that game has the best implementation of cross-progression I've seen in any co-op game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like
0: there's no there's no, there's no uh, limitation in how you play it. Like, I can join you, you could join me, and we're all going to enjoy it together. And not to mention... It's going to give you the opportunity to do it again if you want to and i really like that about the game uh but having that said while you were on vacation i took it upon myself to play the old batman games for for uh to reminisce about different times and i started with arkham asylum uh which what came out 2008 2009 they they released this mod for the game it's called asylum reborn and it pretty much retexturizes the entire game right and uh and gives it like high definition textures for everything and dude the game looks so freaking incredible and playing through the first game it kind of made me realize how how tightly crafted that game was uh, rock steady did do you know what they made before batman? Not sure it was like this game called like police riot or some something like that mm. they made like some police game where you're like plays a police officer and you're just like you're like a yeah like a right police officer and you're just like interesting Interesting. was it called urban chaos i have no idea but that's that's all (laughs) that's all they did before And, and then they made batman and dude the game is so good uh and it's really it's really concise i mean you're on arkham asylum so it's like really short and concise and uh the only thing i gotta say about the old batman games that i've noticed like after playing gotham knights you see how the female characters are drawn and animated you're like oh no like this is how this is what you consider normal now, because it's like, oh, that's how games have been made for years now, right? Right. But when you look at Batman, two thousand eight, bro, like Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, they're both practically naked, and every <laughs> single every single female character has just like 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 they're just like
1: they look unnatural. They're just, <laughs> hey man, it's, it's cancel culture. You can't get a game canceled these days <laughs> making characters naked,
0: dude. And and Poison Ivy was like the, the biggest offender. She just has vines covering her crotch and her butt. And then she just has like a little, like a little, I think like an anime style, like little, uh, a little bra thing covering up here. It's, it's so stupid. <laughs> and it carried over from part one to Arkham City, which I also played with, with the mod. It was also really fun. And to the other subsequent ones. Now I'm playing Arkham Knight, the, the latest one before this one. And they changed the characters entirely. Now they're like, okay, now they actually look realistic. Right. Um, and that game is a lot of fun. A little weak in the sense of that's when open world games started to get really popular. Like 2015 around there. So this game just has a bunch of like open world activities. And I feel like it's 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 the ultimate Batman simulator as the amount of things you could do. You could eject from your Batmobile and launch straight into a window to kill somebody. Oh, sorry. Knock somebody out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you could do so much now. But it's like, dude, Arkham Asylum, it's just like, I still think it's... I'm not saying it's the best game, but it's the best superhero representation where in a confined environment that's just like a linear thing. It's just like, oh, go do this, this, this. And the story's over, and, and I finished it like in seven hours. And I was just like, man, this is great. Yeah. So, yeah, Gotham Knights is a disappointment, but
1: it's okay. It's still fun. Yeah. I mean, it definitely helps with their heroic assault. But, you know, we, uh, we should definitely speak about another game that was recently released because this is you know one of those games where a lot of people are looking forward to it um especially me and that game is need for speed unbound um i'm definitely a racing game connoisseur i think we've spoken about that before but mm-hmm. i do love racing games and i was very much looking forward to the need for speed unbound unbound uh game gameplay itself i i, I do want to say it looks awesome. The mm-hmm. art style, that comic book art style, love it. Great idea. It reminds me of uh, this other game I used to play called Drift City. It was an RPG, MMORPG game where you're like a car or whatever. But, you play as a car? Yeah. So you play, you play as a car and then you can level yourself up. and <laughs> Okay. You, yeah, you or whatever. And gameplay itself, mean, for Speed Unbound, awesome. Mm-hmm. I love the racing experience. I love, you know driving around the city whatever here's the thing there's nothing to do it's not a experience where you get in and you're like oh let me you know find these collectibles let me do these side quests let me it's your first of all the story experience so far i'm not even allowed to modify the performance parts you kind of it's it's story progression based so you don't really you pick your cars but but can you do like upgrades to like exhaust and intake and stuff like that yeah you could do certain customization on the car in terms of like you said the sound of the exhaust and you could change the looks of the car mm-hmm. but which is fine for a story mode but here's the thing once you go multiplayer it's Mm -hmm. a completely different entity so you're uh, you have to start make a brand new character when you start the multiplayer game right you got to get a brand new car there's nothing in the multiplayer you get in you join a lobby and it's you're just doing races with other people there's it's very grindy the cars are very expensive to upgrade yes and it gets to a point where it's you get in and you feel like you don't even want to play it because it's too grindy and it takes yeah. too much of your time to do this. And not, and not just to mention, there's no such thing as single races. You're doing playlists. So Whoa, you're playing great. three races at a time. And I had this problem where my game kept crashing on the third race or after the third race. And it's, it happened to me three or four times in a row. Yeah, I remember we were playing one playlist and then we got to the last one and your game crashed. Yeah, I literally won the last race. I, yeah. I won the races and... It was, it even, you know, had the leaderboard thing and then my game crashed. I didn't get any of the money. That makes no sense. I, I literally just wasted like 15, 20 minutes of my life playing yeah. this, this game Yeah. for me not to get any of the rewards of it.
0: Yeah. Which is crazy to think because the game otherwise performs incredible. Yeah. Like it runs incredible. Like I, you, I would, I mean mine crashed like twice as well, but it's something that I never would have anticipated because it runs so flawlessly, you know, and, um, I don't know if it's related to the because it runs on Frostbite, but the engine itself, I, I didn't, I did, I don't, I don't. Let me rephrase that. I don't think it's an engine that's known for crashing like that. I don't know, or or being buggy like that. I I went into Need for Speed. I mean, thankfully because, uh, Game Pass includes EA Play, and I guess I don't know if EA didn't trust the title or maybe they kind of want to give confidence in the game. I wonder if they decided, oh, let's give the 10-hour trial to give people confidence because this is a different type of Need for Speed. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they did because
1: I'm not paying 70 for that for that game. Yeah, it's definitely not a $70 game. No. I feel like it's more of an arcade type Need for Speed game or if you wanted to jump in and do some races with your friends. Because I will say Need for Speed 2015, Need for Speed Heat, Need for Speed Payback, to me, were all better Need for Speed games. Mm-hmm. Um, if they literally just did a refresh of one of those games with the new art style and the new you know gameplay feel like the, the drifting mechanics and stuff mm-hmm. like that would have been great yeah but the game as it is right now is boring and and like we talked about it we you know it, it could be an interim game for them it could be Could be. It, it could be something where they're just testing out the new art style or mm-hmm. you know or maybe you know that Let's say they're running out of time with the with the licenses before they renew them, so they Maybe. they want to just throw out a game, you know, just to to make some yeah. profit because um, they are gonna have in game purchases. It's, I think it's still they're still working on that. Yeah. So I mean, you know I mean, part of me feels like it couldn't have been an entirely
0: like, oh, let's give something because man, the amount of licensing in the game, like. Like a designer clothing, ASAP Rocky. I mean, even though you don't really do anything with ASAP Rocky, he's just like on the, the cover. Right. And, and when they marketed the game, they showed ASAP Rocky. And I'm like, oh, he's going to be a character. He's going to be a character. And he just seemed in the beginning and he's just kind of like, oh. And the playlist is awesome. Like, I, I, the I will great. say at least they add
1: ASAP Rocky to the menu because yeah. you, you see <laughs> yeah. franchises like Call of Duty where they have all these people in their commercials, yeah. all these random celebrities, and they do nothing with them. Yeah. So, yeah, I, no, I mean, yeah. No, the, I mean, the game itself, it,
0: it play, I, I love the the racing style of it. The drifting, it takes a little bit getting used to, the way it works. But, I mean, I, I really like between... I mean, Need for Speed has always had a good soundtrack, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Better than the Forza series. Because Forza, I don't know. I
1: mean, the soundtrack has always been okay. But Need for they, Speed, it always has style
0: right? In their, in their
1: soundtrack. They focus on entirely different things. So, it makes yeah. sense. I mean, Forza is definitely a lot more fun to play. And it's a lot more playability in Forza than there mm-hmm. is... And the Need for Speed series. So, I mean, Force at the end of the day, well, Horizon, specifically to Horizon, it's like an open world
0: racing game. And that's fine. It's a lot of fun, as is. The only thing I've I've ever, uh, I guess the only knock I have against Horizon is I just wish that online was better. I feel like it's never been great. Like, I feel like they could do a better job with it. In what sense? And like, in the sense of like the playing together, you know what I'm saying, with other people. Like, the online works well right but like well now in the beginning beginning, i mean we're playing horizon five right yeah and we couldn't connect we didn't see each other or we'll say oh you've been disconnected or you're not joinable or whatever but i think i think that's just part of the course for most online games now where it's like they release and they're just not good i mean i mean i don't know if it's like a server being overloaded and i mean who who really knows but
1: I, i will say like in terms of I guess playing online with your friends. No, I don't. I feel like no racing game has really done it well. It would no. require some kind of like originality to, to kind of iron mm-hmm. out and figure out. Yeah,
0: because they've really tried to do the whole oh like you're just driving around and you spot somebody and you could race them. Like I've been, I know they've been trying to do that for a while, but it never felt at least in Forza, it never felt like you really see real players in your own game world. And I understand that's hard difficult to do unless it's just completely server based. Because I understand at the end of the day, one day they're gonna disconnect Horizon Five. From the servers, or they're going to stop selling it like they've done with all the other Horizons. Uh, and also Motorsport, too. And and you have to have a way to be able to play it by yourself. If for whatever reason the game gets disconnected, like the servers get disconnected, you, don't, you still want to be able to play the game. Yeah, I guess that's where like, the Dravatars come in and things mm-hmm. like that, so... I um, always feel when I, I always feel like I'm with you when I see Mikey Forty laser the same. <laughs> And you're all, you're in every single race I'm in. It's such a, such a coincidence. Yeah, that's like weird.
1: <laughs> you are doing everything I'm doing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though oh actually to kind of go back a bit, uh now that you're talking about atars, man, the AI and need for speed on balance kind of ridiculous. Like I don't like I, I'm playing on the uh the difficulty above the middle. I don't know what it's called. Um but dude, those those stupid, those stupid AI they rubber band like nothing well I mean, when I mean rubber band I mean that like you're there and you're like right behind them and you're like oh I'm gonna boost and they're not boosting but they're still going much faster than you and they're like what the hell is this yeah it's, it, they're like it make any sense it, they're significantly faster than you for no reason so I mean I don't know I I'm not a fan of, of that aspect but I mean once you get to first place you can maintain it pretty easily. But the rival system makes no sense in the game, if there even is one.
1: Yeah, I,
0: yeah, I'm not really sure what their their goal, their end goal was with that. Yeah, they want to flesh that. out the characters. I'm like, I don't care. It's a racing game.
1: Yeah, it's like I don't care about this guy's yeah. back so I don't care that he was, you know, raised in Laos and his both his parents died. Like, yeah, <laughs> <they're> raised in Laos. It's on a race.
0: Yeah, no, and and the thing is that it's not just Need for Speed. It's like even Horizon. Horizon gives you like like in Horizon Five, they have these overly happy characters. Like there was this one race I was doing in the desert. I don't know if I don't know if you played Horizon recently, but they added the Donut Media uh, expansion to it. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. That. So,
0: so they have James from I think I think James is in it, and he's doing like voiceovers. And there's an entire Donut Media story inside the, the game now.
1: That's so cool. That's a big win for them. Yeah, that's what I'm
0: saying. Because Donut Media was also in in Dirt, if I'm not mistaken, in Dirt Five. Um, well, in in the beginning of that Donut Media expansion. They're making you race through the desert. I'm talking about like, like so crazy, like sandstorm, and you're like you're driving through the thing, and your guys like, ha 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 ha, this is so much fun. I'll see you on the other side. I'm like, dude, what the hell is this, bro? <laughs> this guys to die. Like you can't see anything, and uh, I just, I don't, I don't want the character have personalities. I'm just there to race. Like, <laughs> like remember Horizon Two? How you had a rival, and that's it. Yeah, you had a rival, and that's it. There was nothing else to it. Nobody was fleshed out. You're just racing in, in, what was Horizon 2? Horizon 2 was in Britain, right? Or was it the UK or something? Yeah. Yeah, it was in the UK because you could go to like France or whatever. And that game was so simple, just straight to the point. But then subsequent games, it's like, oh yeah, let's flesh it out a bit more. Let's add more to the characters. And even now your character speaks too. Yes? It, they do, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. I mean. But think about this. Okay, tell me, tell me.
1: Maybe they're preparing for something else. Because imagine this. You know what? No, no, no. Actually, I know where you're going with this. Go. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Forza Horizon 6. Okay. Tokyo, Japan. That's not going to happen, man. It's and think be- about this. Okay, go. Japanese based characters where they talk in Japanese. Okay. They got their own, like. Like uh what's this guy's name in Japan that he has his Lamborghini crew and you're rolling with those Lamborghini guys you have like a story with them or you have a a story with the uh what is it the Toku Highway whatever it is So
0: so what you're referring to is kind of like um it's a race it's a racing game right but it kind of becomes like like a like a turf war type thing
1: I, w- there, I wouldn't say turf war I, I would I would say just different elements like the drama within the crew yeah, that could be a thing. Like, like,
0: one of them wants you to, like, makes you smuggle, like, drugs or something, like, something crazy like that. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I would just love, like, like, I don't know if you've ever seen YouTube videos of, like, the drive, the the car scene in Japan. I've seen a couple. It's it's so versatile because mm-hmm. there's, there's people who are into, like riced out lamborghinis with neon lights yeah on like there. with the really big exhaust pipes or whatever exactly mm-hmm. and then there's there's people who are into classic japanese cars and there's people who are into um clapped out civics there's mm-hmm. people who you know they have like styles for everyone. oh so you're
0: saying like you could okay i see what you're saying so you have a uh so you have a thing where you could join one of these mm-hmm. right and then you could like like you could go to other things like other clans quote unquote To kind of see how you know how their story is or or what their culture is
1: right like kind of like like take um pokemon scarlet violets i guess new like way of of you have different routes you can go okay and then throw it into like a forza Mm -hmm. horizon game and preferably in japan you know, maybe one day my dream yeah. will come true. Because yeah. I, <laughs> <The thing laughs> I, don't just... want Need for Speed to do it in Japan. I want Forza Horizon to do it in. in isn't, Japan. isn't it?
0: Isn't it? Wasn't it rumored that they were gonna do like a Japan expansion? Yeah, they, had, they had like fight? they had
1: like a map release and everything, and it, it was false. Oh, it was fake, right? Yeah. Okay, okay,
0: okay. Because here's what I'm thinking. I feel like we're not gonna get another Horizon game for a while because now they're working on Fable. That's right.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, they, we are gonna get uh Forza Motorsport, but man, when is that coming out? Who knows? <laughs> Jeez, Turn Ten has been doing nothing. I'm kidding. I know they I know they work. They work a lot on the car models and 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 uh, car dynamics and, and car the engine audio. sounds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know they've been doing a lot for uh, for for playground games, but man, Forza Warsport is long overdue. I mean, I know. I mean, I know you love racing games, and I know you're pretty excited for Gran Turismo Seven. But I feel like you don't have the same uh, the same excitement for Gran Turismo Seven as the previous racing games.
1: Right. Well, I, I was, I did when it initially released, and it was fun playing it. The thing is, I miss the old online gameplay of Gran Turismo. I miss Gran Turismo Five online gameplay, okay. where it was like you get on, you hop on with your buddies, and you just drag racing down the highways. Whereas Gran Turismo Seven, it's you only have the the circuit. Um, the circuit option? Yeah, the circuit option. You only have the the race tracks. You don't have open highway. If you want to race down an open highway, or mm-hmm. well, you do, but they're kind of like really curvy and they're they're not as engaging as they used to be, um you know. And, and Grand Turismo Five was this whole another area where you know everyone was like you know, on the top on and drift together and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's not the same dynamic anymore because a lot of people are are now playing other racing games to fill those needs. So
0: yeah, I mean, I mean, I I uh, the thing I don't like. I mean, some racing. I mean, it depends. Grand Turismo is, is pretty good. I think, I think it's a very, like, relaxing, like, a zone-out zone, t- zone out type of game.
1: Yeah, especially with the with the music choices that it has. Like, mm-hmm. It's a little bit more of a, you know, just hop on, chill out. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a lazy Sunday or whatever you want to hop yeah. on and play a racing game. Yeah, like, when I want to turn my
0: brain off for real, I play, like, Dirt 5. But I'm bored of Dirt 5. Like, the tracks don't... There's no, there's no more variation in the tracks. Like, I think I played all the variations.
1: Yeah. And I'm just, like, bored of it. And I only play, like, I think 15 hours of it. Dirt 5 kind of, I mean, Dirt itself as a franchise it's a good franchise the thing is for me it's it's a game that could get a little irritating for me if if i'm playing higher difficulty Mm -hmm. what's now dirt five is a lot easier than all the previous games for some Mm -hmm. reason uh to me but you know if you're playing on higher difficulty and like you mess up one turn it's like yeah you're pretty much done so and it's hard to catch up uh, which is normal in a racing game. But yeah, I know because if if you flip over once, forget it. It's not like
0: Horizon or or Motorsport where you could just say, ah, oh, damn, I missed that turn. Rewind. Rewind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's like a little, it's a little bit cheating. You can't do that with the other racing games. Yeah. Which makes Forza is it Forza or Forza? Well,
1: anyways. We've been saying Forza, wasn't we'll yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, Forza
0: like <laughs> makes Forza very easy to get into because of that. I think Motorsport Three was the first one to have that rewind feature, and that's when Motorsport really like blew up because I. I played Motorsport when nobody played it, which was Motorsport 2, and that game it sucks compared to, to to what it is now. Like I didn't even play Forza Motorsport 6. I played Motorsport 5 when the Xbox One came out, and I loved that one, and then Motorsport 6 for some reason I skipped I don't know why. Yeah,
1: I I I played both. I mean, I played more, uh, Motorsport 5 uh, as well as Motorsport 6. I definitely put a lot more hours in Motorsport 5. Motorsport 6 was Almost exactly the same mm-hmm. game. In fact, a lot of the UI didn't even change. Like the, you know, like the wheel spin thing. It didn't change. It was like the what same What about game.
0: Motorsport 7?
1: Motorsport 7? That exists, right? No, I think that's the new Motorsport. No. Isn't that Motorsport 8? I don't
0: know. Damn, I feel dumb now. Because... No, no, oh, no. There was a Motorsport 7. Really? Let me see. Hold on. 7. Yeah. Yeah, literally. It's it's the the one with the, the cover of the GT3. Yeah. Damn, I have to get this game. I have not played this one. i in well, Game Pass. No, they removed it from Game Pass. Oh, it, it's it, it's not sold on the online store anymore. Oh. Yeah, they put it like on sale for like ten bucks, and I didn't buy. Like, I think a, I a have. Dumbass. I think I have it. Yeah, I gotta get that game. Well, anyways, I think we kind of went into the rabbit hole of of, uh, of car racing games.
1: Yeah. So, <clears throat> um,
0: Michael, I'm. I know I've been picking the topics out here. I don't know if there's something that you want to bring up before I go to the next one.
1: Nothing for me unless you want to talk about watches, but you know that's a whole other.
0: That is a whole other <laughs> thing. That, that is a whole another con- conversation. Um, okay, I only want to talk about one more video game thing, and then we'll talk about some other stuff, uh, which is uh, God of War Ragnarok. I know we talked about it briefly in the previous episode, but i I started getting I started getting into it. I just decided I'm just going to sit down and play it, and I played I think like three hours, <laughs> like that um i just wanted to point out something really really cool i think the side quests are like really well done in this yeah. game like man there was this one i was doing this one side quest in the beginning of the game where you're like trying to shut down these mining rigs i don't know if you did that
1: oh you know it's funny because I'm, I'm going back and doing that one right now oh, okay, okay. i i completely missed it the first time around when when i was in uh what was it like as
0: far as Yeah, as far
1: yeah Fartelheim. The, the,
0: the dwarf realm yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, uh, and this is, like, after I've, I've already, like, gone to Alfheim and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, I'm going back to do it because I missed it. Um, I'm actually on the quest line right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went and did the, the mining stack
0: thing. I, I, did, I did that uh, side quest. And there's another additional side quest. I don't know if this is a spoiler for you, if you want me to tell you or not. But um, when you're doing one of the towers and you meet uh, Sindri in one of these little islands, uh, there's, like, this little side path that you could take. And there's like a, a locked tower and then mimir tells you oh you need the key for that tower and then you know kratos is like like what's there he's like oh it's a prisoner it's like and he's like a oh, prisoner like a person he's like oh no it's not what you think and so nothing you keep trying to do your thing and then one of the the, the places where you're trying to disable the smokestack there's another little side path in there and you find the key to that to that area so i got the key and i finished the, the smokestack uh, objectives I finish the side quest and I go back and I'm like, I'm open this watch tower. Like what's in here? Like who's in prison in here? And I go inside and I open it and you go down this little pathway, like a little cliff and there's a bell. And then Mimir tells you, oh, go ahead and ring the bell. And so you pick up the bell and uh, Atreus shoots the bell and I'm like, what's coming? And dude, in the middle of that lake, this giant island comes up, like giant island. And I'm like, what is this? Mm -hmm. and on top of the island is a whale what it's a fucking whale on top of the under the island i'm like what this is a this is side content this is ridiculous (laughs) and then mamir tells you oh dude that's the prisoner and he's like the whale's in prison and he's like yeah we have to go it's like it was like something with odin that that they imprisoned this whale to extract oil from him and he's been there for like x amount of time because he has no more oil to give that's mm-hmm. so he's just been in prison. He's been he's been chained. So you get on this island and you have like these like, you have to unchain the whale. <laughs> oh my god, what the, f- <laughs> dude? Is there like side What's going on? <laughs> and uh... <clears throat> you get on this on this island, which is the whale, and like you go through like the you go through like these little like puzzles. Not so much puzzles, but you fight like enemies or whatever. And you, right. and the whole thing is to unchain the whale, and. Uh, and it was, like, super, super interesting. And, and even to the point where they're like, oh, we have to free the whale. And you know what the sad part is? You free the whale, and the whale doesn't want to move. <laughs> he's been, he's been like, a, he's been changed for so many years. Like, that's, he did all that for nothing. Yeah, no, and then you go down to the boat, you talk to the whale, and the whale's kind of like, fuck you, Mimir. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I, I assume that's what he says, but, like, he doesn't move because he's, like, he's been trained forever. He's probably right. depressed. And I'm just like, man, the detail that they put into the side quest in this game, I know that's just one of many. And I was just super impressed. I thought it was just going to be like a little, you go and you grab a chest and that's how you, you got your right. stuff. But, uh, my God, it's just it's just so, like, engrossing. I think the game does a really good job, especially the writing. It's just really funny. I will
1: I will say, yeah, in terms of the writing, there's a lot of things that, we, like, I didn't notice mm-hmm. uh, when we spoke about God of War Ragnarok the first time. Um, where they actually like include his experience in the PlayStation ba- uh, All Star Battle Royale game. Oh, I heard about that. <laughs> I heard like, about that. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. It's, it, it, and each, I don't know if you know the the what is it the 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 poems that you get or whatever. The oh the, yes, yes. They they talk about like different PlayStation characters. So so one talks about like uh, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, or mm-hmm. and it, it's it's just hilarious to see that they've like kind of like broken the fourth wall yeah right, no and the say. game as a whole i think the writing on this one is a lot better
0: i mean it's still like a serious ragnarok you know it's like this serious story but it's still kind of fun in a lot of ways like those is when you go to the dwarves home for the first time and he's like he's like oh no like take off your shoes or whatever he's like oh you're not gonna take off your shoes and he's like okay can i get you a snack and then kratos is like i do not want a snack <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is that but when, when you go to the to the Dwarf place for the first time. I think I told you this yesterday. And you're on the the little kayak or whatever, the little gondola. Yeah, the little gondola. You're going towards the city. You pass by this bridge, and on that bridge, there's a person there, mm-hmm. and they turn. And they look at like you. They spit in the water. Oh, that, I, I, I saw that it, yesterday. It, yeah. That person is Odin. That's so. Funny, it's man. Odin. The beginning of the game. Um yeah. has other small things that they add. And yeah, you know
0: man. I I just I just like I mean I know I know that we. I know that that at the end of the day, Sony has been just—they make a lot of good exclusives. At the end of the day, they're all third-person action games, right? Which mm-hmm. is the only thing I kind of despise. The only thing that was really different for them was Returnal, because like that's not usually a game that they they really get into making. But man, God of War, like that Santa Monica studio, to go from old God of War, which was like very like I guess campy and just like like a just like a, a third-person. A really fun game to, to go from that and then revitalize the the game and make it into dad of war right <laughs> he plays his dad and it's like a third person game it's like over the shoulder you have like a son i mean i know last of us has done that before as well but the to revitalize the game into this new thing make it good even though the first one had its shortcomings with like repeat bosses and all this stuff mm-hmm. make it so successful and then you go into the second one and make the second one even better. In terms of like what you could do and like like now you could jump off like like ledges and just slam down and you could do like all these things the mobility is yeah. like so much better and it's like i just think it's incredible how these developers can consistently put out such good games yeah and they have like no issues at launch you just play them and they're perfect and it just goes to show you it's like i know we complain and i don't know if we've talked about this before that games are just so expensive now like all oh, 70 dollars but games like that, like God of War Ragnarok or Rise of Forbidden West, like you can see, okay, $70 makes sense because it's like the amount of, of care and attention these games get are not like $70 for like, uh, a Need for Speed on bounds. Right, or, because you know?
1: it's more of when you purchase these games that you feel are worth it because it's like immersive storytelling. You mm-hmm. know, you're, You feel like you're getting more into the game and you're a part of the story. It's like these other games. It's like, oh, let's, let's just do this. Let's just have some some good gameplay. You know, let's not worry about immersing the player into it. We just want them to, you know, yeah, be able to grind. You know, have have some grindability, and then we'll add in-game purchases. No, they, they don't care about that stuff. They want to really immerse the player. Yeah, because because
0: even as even as good as like Microsoft has been about releasing better games, even though their core franchises are really the only ones that are, they have going on. Between Gears, even though Gears has been dormant for a couple of years since Gears 5, Gears 5 had microtransactions. Halo Infinite has microtransactions. Uh, Forza, I don't think Forza has microtransactions. It does. It does, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so there you go. They also have microtransactions, which is not to say, I'm not saying PlayStation's is not guilty. I mean, Gran Turismo has fucking a shitload of microtransactions. Like, that game is like unapologetic about the, you know, all the shit that you could buy. But it's like, Like, sometimes you just want something that you just kind of immerse yourself in. And that's why I really want Starfield to be good.
1: Oh, yeah. I really want Starfield. we'll see. see. I was
0: was reading this article that, well, it was an article about a podcast that Todd Howard was on. And he was talking about how they got Xbox's best engineers to work on Starfield to optimize the game for the hardware. Because, like, the game is exclusive to Xbox only and PC. Right? Right. But it's like there's no excuse for the game to run like shit, like previous Bethesda games. So they have to, they have to make it good. Work with the coalition. I don't care who it takes. You have to make this game
1: good. Here's the thing, and I, I this is probably what's gonna happen. Bethesda's gonna release the game. Mm-hmm. People are gonna be so hyped. Everyone's gonna play it. There's gonna be bugs. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be glitches. Like most Bethesda games, yeah. right? And Bethesda's gonna fix them. Mm-hmm. But it might be too late it's true I, I i mean i'm so excited for starfield because I'm, I'm so into you know like i guess like space exploration type yeah, games sci-fi. and sci-fi fields things like that so especially when you're adding in like the elements of a bethesda game did, did you I, play the, the outer worlds or no yeah, yeah yeah i did play the outer Worlds. That, that's
0: kind of like well that was made by um obsidian right uh i i, I don't recall a private, private division well anyways I know that game kind of, like, went to the... I mean, it was okay. Like, I was all right with it. But, man, there's a lot of potential to for Starfield to be good. And I just... Man, part of me just really wishes that it's incredible. Like, I want it to be, like, insanely good. But I know being an open-world game is going to have its issues. Because even Forbidden West had its problems on release. It had a bugs where, like, the mountains would just, like, disappear. I mean, they patched them out and it's fine now, but... I think that it being a PlayStation exclusive, it got a pass. I feel like Starfield's not gonna get that pass. Right. I feel like Starfield's gonna come out and people are gonna rag on it super hard oh, for of like course. being of course. Bethesda, because you know, they made Fallout seventy six, which had its problems. Now it's a good game, but I feel like for it being Bethesda and X and I feel like Xbox gets like unfairly like they kinda get get like trashed on a lot by a lot of people. I feel like it's gonna it's gonna have some problems that people are gonna make a big stink about.
1: Yeah. I mean Here's the thing. I'm going to get it regardless. And I'm going to make sure I get it on PC. Well, or it's going to be on Game Pass, so it doesn't matter. I, there's one reason why I went on PC, and that's mods. Mm-hmm. And I know for a damn fact that there's going to be a lot of mods for Starfield, you know, as a time, as, obviously not on release, but as time goes on and people yeah. get their hands on it. So I'm just, saying, and I'm also excited that because it's going to be Xbox and
0: PC, you play on PC, and if you're like, oh, I'm going to play on the Xbox, you just sit down and keep playing on your Xbox. That aspect that I, I've always liked about, about, uh, about, uh, Microsoft that other games are just not other exclusive games are cross platform. Mm-hmm. So you can just like play them on, on whatever platform. Um, but yeah, I really want Starfield to be good because man, Fallout was fun, but I want something new in, in that, in that aspect. And we're not going to get Elder Scrolls six until like 2045. So <laughs> yeah, th- this is like the big
1: one for me. Yeah. Our, our, you know, next thing close to that is probably fable but who knows when they're gonna damn fable makes out it for fable
0: fable 3 was like so disappointing but i well i'm not gonna get into that right now that's not that's not that's not content for today's for today's <laughs> episode so i wanna i wanna go back here to to our notes and and kind of just talk about other stuff that's not games because i know we spent the last uh long time talking about it right <laughs> <laughs> i'm like looking at the audacity over there i don't even know so michael i know this isn't a watch podcast but i think we should discuss the wrist check yeah we should i want you to take it away
1: all right well you know
0: show sh- show it to the show it to the imaginary camera <laughs> yeah you guys can there see go. this so, so so michael describe it to the audience
1: all right, so this is a Breitling Chronometer, Chronometer. Okay. Premier. Okay. So, this one, it's got a nice blue bezel. I mean, blue face mm-hmm. with the with the silver bezel, stainless steel strap. Okay. And I just want to say, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider myself like a very rust or like premier watch collector. I would say I'm like a good mid-range wants collector at the like you, like, like you
0: just kind of pick based on what you like as
1: opposed to like, oh, it's a Rolex. I need to have that. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or or if there's like a reason I, I want it, like uh, if there's like some kind of history to the watch or some kind of background that kind mm-hmm. of mends with mine. Um, and I really like this watch. I, I love the look of the of the rose gold B on it. Oh, on yeah. Right-line. That is a nice touch. And... It, it kind of like has that luxury feel like i'm wearing a bentley on my wrist which I, I, I will say you know it, it's definitely not a, a cheap watch but i mean that's again, besides the point you have to look at
0: these uh at these watches like most things at the end of the day it's a watch yeah I, at I, the I, end of the day an automatic watch is never going to be as accurate as an apple watch and that's fine or or right. a casio for that matter, right
1: and I, I will say, like, the way I look at watches, is more of, I'm not going to be the guy who says it's an investment because it's not always an investment. Uh, yeah. you know, you're not always going to make money on them. But I will say it's definitely, you know, part of an heirloom for me, you know, mm-hmm. to give to my children later on in life. Yes. So, you know, for me, it, in terms is a happiness in I mean investment in the happiness of, of my children. You know, if they were to appreciate it, you know, if they want to do whatever, right? When when I pass whatever they want to sell it, they go ahead. But yeah, this is the uh, Breedling Premiere. Yeah, great I, great watch. It looks I think it looks phenomenal. I was gonna get the uh a different one, the Navitimer, which I think also I love that looks, one. But uh, that, that, that one, what case size is that? Um, they're, they're bigger, so I, I think the the Navitimers go from like forty one to forty five. Okay. So this one I believe is a. Either I think it's a thirty nine. Okay thing I said. Yeah, no, I love the size of this watch. I think I think for
0: us uh, who have um smaller wrists effeminate wrists, right? <laughs> I think that watches like these just look very um just complementary to the wrist. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a larger watch, but I, I'm very much a guy that if the lug surpasses your
1: wrist, don't wear that thing, man. Right. If it yeah, looks yeah, bad. Yeah. It's but like getting that, a diesel watch or an in Invicta. That's that's know? that is the, the rule of thumb for, for if there's anyone who's not familiar with watch sizes on your wrist if the lugs go past your wrist it's too big
0: yeah um
1: and you know there's other watch collectors who would say otherwise they would say you know it doesn't matter how how big it is it'll grow on you just Mm -hmm. this and that like for me i don't know i look at a watch and i was i was talking to one of the salesperson when i was buying this watch Mm -hmm. and they were test sizing like some other watches on me some other readings that they were also uh trying to get me to get a, a Hublot and oh the Hublot. Per, personally i'm not a fan of Hublot's uh oh design those thick bezels with the with like that rivet look on them I'm yeah not, they I'm, just they just look outdated yeah I, yeah I i think they look like watches from you know 90s and i told the guy that and he's like eh, yeah well look at this uh modern version and they look exactly the same <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like you
0: don't understand they're using titanium now it's a bit different it doesn't change the fact that the watch
1: is ugly okay? yeah, yeah and not only that
0: Ublo is like a uh uh it's like a joke in the i guess the the watch world because it's like i remember back then jay-z was very much into Ublo. he would like you know sing about it in his songs and i used to think also when i was younger man Ublo's is the watch to get. no it's not man that play that watch sucks ass there's nothing nice about it now give me your wrist again i want to see this real quick i wanted to say that i really like this dome sapphire look to the thing and it kind of reminds me of like um it makes it look dull but it's actually flat i'm just noticing. yeah yeah so it it, 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 it looks kind of yeah it looks it depends on thin. the
1: angle you look at it but it is a
0: a, a flat
1: oh, yeah and,
0: and also the finishing on the dial is just very like it's very nice it's like a grayish right is that is that correct yeah it's almost like grayish like that in the sweep
1: of the second hand is also super smooth yeah it's it, it, like, i i the way i know everyone has their own style and, <laughs> and you know People look at their watches. They're like, oh yeah, I, I like Omega Seamasters, or I like mm-hmm. you know, these very sophisticated watches. Mm-hmm. I'm someone who likes simplicity but luxurious look. I like uh like kind of like a modernistic, and I you know yeah, everyone has,
0: to, everyone has their own style. Like you want you want to strike a balance between form and function,
1: right? Yeah. And so, you know, it, it, I know everyone has their own style, but you know I kind of like something that that looks elegant. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I kind of went with this one. And it's also for at least for the unassuming, it just looks
0: it just look. It's just like stealthy, you know? Yeah. It's not like you're there and you're like, oh, yeah, I have a Submariner on the wrist or whatever. It's just kind of like unassuming. Great watch, cl- you know, timeless look to it. I mean, that bracelet alone, just like super classical.
1: Yeah, so, And this is yeah. one that they re- uh, they recently changed it. So all their other watches are mm-hmm. going to be like this. They're not going to be the uh, the links anymore. Mm. OK. So- yeah, um, no, it's a really cool look. And also, you see the burnishing on the case that kind of matches with it. It kind of looks like a seamless piece. Right. Yeah, no, it's a very. I will say, I'm not someone who's like, like, I get a watch and it's like, I just want to show off this watch. I just want everyone to, like, you know, and I do want to get a Rolex, but not just any Rolex. Like, I want to get, like,. Uh, a birth year, a birth year watch, or yeah, like yes. an Air, yeah. Or I like a, showing... Even a birth year watch for my son, or something yeah. I remember like that. you were showing me the Air Kings, and those are pretty. Yeah, dope. And I do like the Air Kings. I I think because they're they're simple, mm-hmm. and that's what I like. I like simplicity watches.
0: Yeah. It's kind of uh, like it's kind of like I feel like if I would get any Rolex, it would either be a Datejust or oh.
1: an Explorer because they're just simple. Right. I like I love the Datejust. I yeah. I love Datejust, and I love there's specifically I love the two tone uh, Datejust. I don't know if you ever Damn. seen one, but it looks yes, so yes, good. Yes, 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 yes. No. So it does look really good. Yeah. But yeah, why well, don't why don't we explain what you got wearing? Well, I right?
0: have a, I have a uh, the ultimate um, watch brand, um, better than Swiss shitters, as as on, <laughs> as we see on the watch circle jerk, uh, Seiko. I mean, what is there to say about Seiko? Come great on. brand, great reliability. You can't yeah. go wrong with I mean, their Japanese movements. I uh-huh. mean, this is my first Seiko. Uh, this is the Seiko Prospects, uh, thirty-eight millimeter. Um, it's a dive style watch. Like, look at the size of this case, dude. It's fucking massive. But if you look at it on the wrist, it's not that big as yeah. far as the case size is concerned. And I also like how the the uh, the crown faces on the uh on the five o'clock position. I feel like it doesn't dig into the skin as much. And also has this really comfortable rubber strap, so it makes it very versatile. You can wear with other things. And the crowning the crown is is okay. It has a nice clickiness to so it. it's a bit hard though, but. I don't dive with the like who dives with a dive watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um
1: Yeah. Who does
0: that? Come on. Yeah, and I also wanted to also wanted to point out, I guess I'll just show it to you. It'll be easy in this way. This dial, it's like a gray, like sunburst style dial, right? Oh wow. And man. it has like these like this cream color here on the exterior. Um th- this watch, I got it in Puerto Rico at a, at a Macy's, and and I was just looking for something that you could wear and it's kind of like it's not really dressy, but you could wear it with anything. You know, you don't have to really focus on, oh, does it match with this? Does match with that? You could just wear it with anything. And also, the looms on the on the on the on the little pips are supreme. Like when you go outside and you're in the sun for like 10 seconds, you go in, it's just like lightning green. It's yeah, so nice. yeah, I've seen it when you've in yeah.
1: with it before.
0: Like I like I also have an Orient. I'll probably bring it on the next podcast. But the Orient, um, I think they work with Seiko, or they're part of Seiko, but. Uh, the Orient has the best zoom of any watch. It's the brightest green. I think it's, like, radioactive, man. <laughs> <It's> so, <laughs> it just it's, might be. It's, it's, it's just so freaking bright. But the Seiko for me is uh, it's also lightweight. It's automatic. The reserve time on this, like, forever. Like, you can leave it for a couple of days and it's still taking. Um, but, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm more of a, as far as for watches, for me, I'm more of, like, a, I guess, like, value, price to performance. Right. That's kind of the way I
1: see and it. And quality. Yes, yes, yes. So I, w- I will say, like, Seiko's def- definitely on, on my list. And whether it be a Seiko or a Grand Seiko or, yeah. you know, whatever it is, I, I do love, like, the value that th- you get out of them. Especially, with, like, a Grand Seiko where you, it's a luxurious watch. And it is very It's, nice. you know, who cares about Swiss movement when it's Japanese movement is just as good yeah. in terms of quality. And, they, and, they use
0: a, and even though, ultimately, a Grand Seiko uses a quartz, Quote unquote, but it's a high beats quartz. Mm-hmm. But it you get the accuracy of a quartz with the sweep of an automatic. What else do you want besides that? You know, nah. and you also get the craftsmanship of the seiko. I mean, seiko on the lower end can be a little bit uh uh hit or miss as far as the quality is concerned. Like I'll I'll show you this one on the dial here. If you look at the the pips, one of them is is not aligned. If you look at the, the six o'clock.
1: Oh, yeah. It kind
0: of like, it's kind of moved slightly off to the, to the left right. I didn't notice it until later. When I mean, was here's like... the
1: thing is e- even with the most luxurious watch brands you see things mm-hmm. like that. I was like watching a, uh, a YouTube video where this guy bought a Rolex for Rolex and there was like a little speck of black paint on the Rolex face uh, that kind of like you know he thought it was like a piece of dust for a yeah, while and it, it was, makes
0: you wander out of this past qc yeah you
1: know exactly and it, yeah. it, i mean small things like that could be in any watch brand really yeah I, of course it would be a higher rate on uh more budget-friendly watches but you know even the highest budget watches you know have yeah. some issues so um but yeah i mean i will say i i do like watch collecting it it does get expensive so it i can I, get I, pricey. I, so yes. you know i, I definitely need it to lay I, I wouldn't recommend anyone and you <laughs> just need to go day. under the radar i mean I,
0: I have quite a few watches but nothing really expensive i think my most expensive watch is probably um i think a, a june hans that i have uh this german the, the german one I, I showed you that's just like super minimal it's like a flat face or whatever that's probably the most expensive one i have but i i don't know like for me i don't really see um like one of my favorite
1: watches is the the, the G-Shock, the smart G-Shock mm-hmm. I showed you.
0: And I think I think it's like 100 bucks.
1: I think I think one of the coolest watches I have is um actually one of my cheapest watches which is the one made in Pyongyang, North Korea. Oh
0: yeah, man. I think so I so ordered cool. I
1: ordered it it comes uh so, so you could order these watches. Um I forgot the name of the brand, but they ship from China. And You can get one from China because, you know, North Korea and China do business. Yeah. And you get watch made from North Korea. I think it cost me. Oh, it's the one that has a red star, right? Uh, no, it doesn't have a red star. It has a green face, and then it has uh, Korean writing on it. and says uh, Pyongyang in the bottom. That is super cool. That one, and also I, I haven't seen that watch. Actually, I haven't
0: shown it to me yet.
1: I haven't but shown it to you? No, I, have I have to, to show it to yeah, this, yeah, this yeah,
0: you this podcast. Have to show it to me. I I also want to get a Vostok
1: yeah oh, that's also another I,
0: one i want to get i too. heard
1: they're like good quality too
0: yeah yeah and, they're, and they make they make um uh dive style watches um but yeah i mean i mean as much as i love watches i mean i also have an apple watch which i use a lot during the week um you can't just can't beat the um the convenience and i think nowadays if you look at gen z they don't wear watches like, mm-hmm. like that's not a thing that they do like wrist watches aren't really a thing anymore but
1: I think Apple Watches get. People well, I feel like there. I feel like that's more of a thing of maturity because I I, yeah. I didn't really get into watches un- until, you know, actually this past year mm-hmm. or like I, I really like dove into uh, the rabbit hole, you know, and, and got into it. And I'm 28, so I mean, I'm I'm in my late 20s now, where I'm like seeing a lot more. I, I guess like you get it now. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly, I understand the appeal uh, of having you know these nice watches and quality mm-hmm. watches and you know like, it's kind of like it's its own niche uh hobby in a way where it you, is. you can speak about the topic of, of these watches and you know what they mean as watches yeah
0: yeah i think i think a lot of uh i mean i've i've been wearing a watch since i was like 7 cuz my i always my dad always wore a watch so i said oh i'll that's where i won so he got me a casio and that's that was, that was one of my first watches and i always wore what was it a timex but anyways, it was a Casio or a Timex, and and I've worn a watch ever since. I was like this gnarly tan under my wrist here from always wearing a watch. Uh, I, I've always seen it. I mean, and I really didn't. And I, and I was one of those guys that for a long time, all I wore was just a classic G-Shock, black G-Shock. That's all mm-hmm. I wore. And it wasn't until I think uh, 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 Victoria gave me like this Kenneth Cole one from um, from Macy's it was like this gray watch, like, you know, something simple. And I started watching, uh, started not watching, wearing different watches. And you're like, oh, I could wear different things. Yeah. Right? And then you started like like diving into a little bit more. And you're kind of like, Ooh. like damn, I could probably. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I feel like it's the same experience for me. Because I even, you know, from as young as I can remember, I always wore a watch. And there were, you know, obviously the cheaper watches, like been a Casio. Or even like, you know, some cheap Target brand watch or whatever. Mm um i've always had watches on my wrist and i felt like i kind of got out of that when i was in the military cause, just because i was a maintainer and you know you had to take off your your jewelry and watches and stuff like that i got used to it um, but when i got out um even before i got out i got really into i guess i want to say stylistic views of watches and okay. using it more as accessories to styling mm-hmm. with fossils specifically because fossils were so cheap yeah you know and you know back when i was a kid fossil was actually a decent brand and their watches cost you know three to five hundred dollars but now they cost you know 50 bucks you get a fossil yeah and they're cool looking watches you can get from them and they're not not bad per se when you look at like build quality they're not bad but they're uninspired right it's like nothing special And, and so you know i got into this thing where you know every six months or so i'd buy a new fossil and they look cool and then you get and, over it. And, yeah, then you get uh, over it. And it's like, oh, okay. I, I still have a bunch of my collection, like like ones that I'll use that look elegant. It look nice, um and I just want to wear a watch that looks like that. I, you know, I still have them, but you know, it, and it's just until this past year I actually got into like, yeah, let me spend a little bit more money on, mm-hmm. on these watches. So, um, yeah, to each their own, in in that sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't get a like my actual first really nice watch was. uh was when i got the hamilton when i got married and i remember getting that thing in the mail and i was just like hey yo yeah
1: me me too it was uh (laughs) when i bought the well i did buy the vermont uh, martin baker three uh special edition one where it's the uh that's one that comes with the bidet right (laughs)
0: yeah exactly (laughs) um
1: but but it is it's a serialized one martin baker three that that I think it's the ten-year anniversary of the Martin Baker series when they started making it in two thousand nine or something like that, and or is it two thousand eleven? I think it's two thousand eleven, and at the same time, I got that Hamilton, the 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 Bolton, uh huh, uh -huh. and that's a classic. I yeah, I just wanted, I thought the way it looked. It you know has that rectangular face and it looks old time and it looks good. It looks yeah, like that dirty. that brown like um like alligator style strap. Right, there. right, and uh, you know I was I was like yeah, that's a good looking watch. The Martin Baker I got for novelty reasons because I worked on ejection seats in the Air Force mm-hmm. um, for a while before I supposed to being a crew chief, and I, that's how I knew about the Martin Baker watches when I passed it. I was like oh I I know what this is, and I kind of got a, a novelty piece. But the Hamilton watch was my first, I guess. Uh, I guess kind of expensive watch that I bought just for the sake of how it looks and it I, does I, look pretty incredible. I, I, you know, I, I after that I kind of like got into like kind spending, of spiraled. spending <laughs> a little bit more on my watches. No, I I did have Movado's before but <sighs> I don't think any of them cost as much as the Hamilton did uh, besides the the one Movado that I have and Movado's one of those like I guess one of those watches you buy cuz they're Nice watches. They're yeah, very, and they're, very and They're simple. generally mm-hmm. mainstream,
0: and and people see a Movado, they see the museum face,
1: right? they kind of like, oh, that's a Movado. Yeah, and I, I kind of just wear mine because they kind of match like my right, uh, my right. other jewelry and things like that. But uh, yeah, I I mean, Hamilton was the first one I bought. It. I'm like, I love it, yeah. and it is an aviation most, brand.
0: Most people most people that get into watches start with a Hamilton. Yeah, that's, that's just generally how it is because you can't beat the quality and the price as well of those watches, and they just I mean, they also being a field watch when it you know back in the in the, in the World War, and it's it's an excellent watch. Like I've like I would, like I I'm eyeing to get one of those Bolton watches too. I mean, it's just so nice,
1: and they generally go on sale a lot. But um, it's it's nice to wear like just as a casual watch, or if you wanted to wear it with mm-hmm. something really nice. Yeah, you can really nice. yeah, yeah. wear it with anything really. Yeah. So that's why I got the watch. I'm like I could literally wear it with anything that I want, and it'll look. Good. Yeah, it's such a such a
0: just a timeless look to it. Also the. I mean, you see my T-cell, my PRX, which is supposed to be like an homage to like, uh, I guess like those old, uh, you know, those, uh, not an Air King. It was like Rolex made one that kind of looked like that back Mm -hmm. in the day. Um, Also, you know, it has like a timeless look to it and you're just not breaking the bank, man. Yeah,
1: I was really close to... And I feel like it would have been a better decision to get that PRX PowerMatic 80. I was looking at it on the cruise instead of this Breedling just because, you know, the price difference. Yeah. Um, It would have been a definitely a smarter financial decision. But, you know, I did you have You voted
0: with your heart, man. That's what it is. Uh, it, it might
1: have been a few drinks in my system after the fact. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's not good. Not a good idea to, to have a few drinks, especially when your wife's had a few drinks. And, and she's like, oh yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. You start hyping uh, each other up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, we, we, you know just don't go to a... Uh, I guess a luxury watch store after that. Cause it's not gonna... Yeah, 100%. 100%. I, I I wouldn't say I, I, I necessarily regret it because I do love this watch. Um, but yeah, it, it would have been nicer because the I was looking at a Powermatic 80, the, the PRX Powermatic 80, uh, with the rose gold bezel, and it looked phenomenal. It was and such also, a good looking watch. And also the difference
0: being in the, the face itself has like these little perforations in them as mm-hmm. opposed to the quartz model, which is just kind of flat. Yeah, no, it's really nice. It's really nice. When i when i had uh, when i saw the powermatic 80 i was like oh man i was like i should get this one but i'm like ah, it's kind of out of my
1: budget i don't like, i don't want to spend that much and i'm like i want the look but i don't
0: necessarily need
1: that yeah well the... this is the cool thing about the prx is that they have those different models like mm-hmm. if you don't necessarily want the features but you want the look you, you mm-hmm. can still get the quartz model instead of the powermatic and um i mean either way the prx's are are timeless looking watches as well so
0: yeah i mean it's it's just that I mean I don't want to I don't want to talk all of it at once because I know we're gonna discuss it again in the future. Once you once you uh, you drop uh, some money on Patek Philippe, we'll <laughs> yeah, discuss yeah, it. But will yeah, never <laughs> But besides that, I mean, I think I think I'm good on the watch conversation for now. I kind of want to talk about food for a bit. Oh, I do like food. I know. Tell me about <laughs> it. So, um, I've been uh, Victoria's really been obsessed with these like, uh. uh like, I'll make Christini every once in a while, and she got really into it again. And I'll make the Christini's for her. And so I, I've been getting the bread from Panera.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, And and man, the Christini's always come out. And the, the bread from Panera is good enough to, to make the Christini. It's good. I mean, once you put a little bit of olive oil, salt, pepper, it comes out phenomenal. Right. And I went to Panera uh, one of these days, and I went to go pick up a loaf of, of bread. And so I, I parked the car in front of Panera, and I tell Victoria, oh, go and ask for the the, the baguette. The, the French loaf. She's like, okay. She goes in, she comes back after 10 minutes and she has like a little bag, like this big. <laughs> and by, by this big, I mean <laughs> for, for the people listening, it's like a small little, uh, like, a, like a small little like treats bag. It's like very tiny. And she sits in the car and she looks at me. And she's like, I told that guy a whole loaf of, of, of a French baguette and he gave me this. And I said, what? And she's like, I'm too, I'm, she's like, I can't go back in there. And I was like, okay, I'll go. And I go to the guy and I say, Hey, man, I want to get a French baguette. And he's like, okay. And I'm going like, to put the whole loaf, though. Okay. Yeah, 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 You got it. You got it. Okay. And so he puts it into the system. And he's like, ah, I can't really figure out how to charge this. I'm going to call a manager. He gets the manager. That's not, that's not the problem. He puts it in. And he's like, all right. And he looks at me. You have a free delivery reward on your system. Do you want to use it? And I said.
1: Well, you're at the store. <laughs> yeah. And
0: I look at him. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, you got a free delivery right here. You you want to use it today? And I ask him how. How am I supposed to do that? And he says, I just have to hit redeem here. And I look at him and I said, But why would I do that? <laughs> I'm not order. I'm not taking it to my house. And he's like, Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. But he's like, I oh, never mind. And so I ask him for the bread. And generally speaking, when you get the bread. They give it to you right there because they have it right there next to the bakery, and and the guy says, "Oh, uh, he's like, oh no, I already put it in. You're gonna get it over there, at the the counter." And I was like, "What's wrong with this guy? This guy's like absolutely like brain dead or something." And so I go to the counter and I'm like, "Can you give me a French baguette?" And the, and then they say, "Oh no, that guy in the front's supposed to give it to you." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> he he doesn't." He didn't do it. <laughs> was he a new
1: worker or something? What was I going on? I don't know. On?
0: I don't know. But he, was, I think, I think he was struggling to get his last brain cell to make any connections.
1: Oh, yeah. That, that poor guy. Maybe he had was, a twelve-hour shift. Yeah, like yeah. Dude,
0: that guy. Oh my god. And it just, it just left me speechless. I was just like, oh my god, people like this exist. Wow. And 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 it's not to say that I'm saying like I like I understand that some fast food you know workers are kind of like like they don't want to make that maximum. I don't expect them to make maximum effort. Mm-hmm. But dude, why would you ask me if I want to do a delivery, a free delivery, if I'm in store? That doesn't make any sense. So, anyways, the crostini is delicious. But on the other side of the spectrum,
1: Panera fixer shit. Yeah, bro, Uh, screw (laughs) you, Panera.
0: Yeah, I'm tired of this shit, man. Your food is mediocre. I'm gonna gonna
1: start going to the cheese course now. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
0: bro. I went to the cheese course and got a four cheese. Sandwich and that shit was amazing. Dude, I love their
1: sandwiches. It's
0: so good. I just don't have one nearby. That's the only thing. Well, you probably go to the same one I do, which is
1: Well, yeah. I, I I've only ever ordered from it like through DoorDash or Oh okay, okay. Like,
0: I went to the yeah. actual store. It's yeah. it's very it's it's very nice. Bunch of Dominicans work there. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, local. Uh, uh On the other side of that, I used to really I used to really love Chipotle back in the day. I think I ruined it for myself. But it's gotten to the point where the Chipotle here is absolute ass.
1: Yeah, I feel like every time I get something from there, they it's mess terrible. it up. They yes. they mess it up somehow. Yes. Or or like the last, I think one time we went and the rice was undercooked, totally undercooked. Yeah, yeah and I've I had I that feel problem like too. It's like crunchy. It's like yeah, well, yeah. And crunchy. here's the thing,
0: the the Chipotle by my old job in Miami, that Chipotle is incredible. Like they like every time I go there, the food is phenomenal. It's hot, and it's like the service is amazing. The food's delicious. And so I, I kind of skew that perspective with the Chipotle here. And I'll t- and Victoria will tell me, she's like, oh, no, what do you want to eat? I was like, oh, I want to get Chipotle. She's like, how could you do that to yourself? That place is disgusting. Obviously referring to this one, but not even to go that far. A lot of them now don't even know how to fold a burrito. Like, I'll okay, get burritos that are half like folding. When you open it, they just fall out all out, right? And so the one here, I ordered the Chipotle that one time. And dude, it was freaking disgusting. Like the rice was hard, like 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 it happened for you. The queso was like weirdly chunky, right? And it's just so disgusting, man. Like I don't know, I don't know what it's is gonna take for them to, to fix that. Cause Chipotle used to be incredible. Well, not yeah. incredible. It used to be
1: it used to be good enough. I'm I'm someone who's like very forgiving too, and uh renee not so much renee renee like if she has a bad experience you know so she'll, she'll be like oh you know i don't really want to eat that dude like, even
0: uh, when i even when i get food that i didn't order i'm like oh, I'll, I'll eat it, <laughs> yeah, it anyway yeah exactly yeah.
1: exactly like, even if if i'm hating i'm like i need to at least finish it i ordered it already whatever yeah yeah but uh like renee like uh the other day it was veterans day and me and her are both veterans so um we wanted to take advantage of free meals mm-hmm. or whatever one of the places doing it was chilies mm-hmm Taking count, completely free meals yeah, yeah. and, and uh, you know we were at uh Anthony's or whatever we saw the chilies across the street we're like and I was like oh why don't, why don't we have chilies right there and she was like no I don't want chilies <laughs> I'm like wait wait we used to have chilies all the time in North Carolina I was like what's wrong with chilies yeah it's like they suck I'm like I'm like and you know it might have been just from a, a few bad experiences where she's had like chicken that's been chewy or, or yeah or a steak that's been cooked long or whatever um and, like, that happens, like that mentality sticks in you if you've had, like, a bad meal somewhere. It'll stick to you, and, and you wouldn't want to eat there. We yeah. ended up going there, and she ended up enjoying the food. She's like, oh, shit. Chili <laughs> is pretty good. I like chili. But no, they, they make decent Like food. I think, especially when it comes to takeout, they
0: dominate that space. Their yeah. takeout uh, style, or more so, the packaging that they use for takeout is incredible. They've always done a good job, and I find the, the food to be pretty good. I mean, generally speaking, I always get the same thing. I get, like, the margarita bowl i really like that one and i also get the chicken crispers which is also not that bad and their burgers are not bad either they're pretty good they tea. always
1: got to get an order of the texas cheese fries yeah that's, yes, like that's correct I, I will say some chilies do it like where they like they overcooked the 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 cheese or they uh-huh. over, so it just becomes like a big over- it. yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh. and uh but generally it's like so good and like i always get the um i used to I used to obviously the fajitas, but I used to always get the uh, a Santa Fe salad. It was like a spicy salad. It used mm-hmm. to taste so good. I don't know if they still have it, but yeah. They, dude, we're talking about for... chilies. I want
0: to eat that right now,
1: actually. Yeah. Well, like, so like you know like the the what is it like the big three like chilies, TGI, and Applebee's. I think Chili's the best one out of it. Applebee's yeah. complete trash. I will. It like, is in my, in my eyes. No, 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 It's not in your eyes. It's in everybody's eyes. Yeah, that what, place sucks ass. Dude, one time me and Renee went there. And I ordered steak. It was literally a microwaved steak. Like I'm not saying, oh, it looked like it was, and, like, and, it was and, microwaved. And it was, It
0: had that gray look. Yes. of being microwaved. Yes, yeah.
1: and it I could taste like, you know, like you could taste like something's been that microwaved. That's what it tasted like. I was like, and it's also very tough. I was too. like, I couldn't finish. I, we walked out. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. couldn't that, finish it. That, that and, actually and, reminds yeah. me. Now that you talk about
0: walking out, I went to a Mexican restaurant in St. Augustine once. That was kind of like that. I was kind of we were looking for like some food and. I mean, San Augustine isn't necessarily a very diverse place to begin with, but <laughs> I saw this we saw this Mexican restaurant, and it was full of people. So Vic- Victoria tells me, she's like, oh, let's try that place. And I'm like, oh, great. Everybody's in there having a great time. We walk in, and we say, oh, yeah, let me get the, uh, the." Uh, it was like a quesadilla thing. Mm-hmm. like It's chicken quesadilla. And so they come out with it. They're like, oh, here you go. And we're like, oh, great. We literally took one bite, and we're like, what the fuck is this? And we we looked at the the waitress. We said we can't eat this. This is terrible. And so we just gave her we gave her a tip and we left. And I was like that was the it was the worst thing ever. That's like the
1: the story of mine and Renee's life in North Carolina. We would go places, and people you know, we're both Hispanic. We both lived in you know, you know Miami for a while, mm-hmm. and now we're in North Carolina where there's no Hispanic food around. So of course we asked people, hey. You know, it's very good Hispanic food place around here. And so if we recommend this place, There's this one place we went to. And this place on Yelp is like five out of five. We were reviews is like top review place. Um, you know, everyone's highly recommended it. Me and Renee go there. We order our food, whatever. It looks good. Dude. Horrendous. Straight trash. And everyone was like, "Wait, about? this is good." No, it's, it's not amazing. good. You guys don't know Hispanic food. I mean, this yes. is this is not. I I think I I went I
0: went to North Carolina on one of my work trips, and one of the guys there he's Cuban, and he told me he's like, "There's this actual good Hispanic restaurant you have to try," and it was like a fritanga in a way, but they served also like like regular Hispanic food. And bro, the food there was actually pretty damn good. I don't yeah. remember the name of it, but it was actually pretty freaking decent. All things considered, granted, it's in like. It's not like the most run down place. But that's probably a good
1: thing because, you know, you
0: get some yeah. authentic experience. The, the only thing
1: I could really get out of North Carolina was is like, it's like it's hard to find those places, obviously, but in North Carolina at least they have Publix's. Oh yeah. So so you know they You're gonna they, have public they, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So they still have things that you can make your own Cuban food with. They don't not all of them sell Cuban bread, but I think like on the rare occasion you could find Cuban bread. They sell uh quote unquote Pastries, you oh, know, right, call those batelitos, But, yeah. you know, they, like, uh, like, uh, yeah, so they would call it like a, a guava turnover, yeah. or whatever yeah. they're, and they're not, like, and they're
0: kind of like dry, they're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. so
1: it's like we kind of had to li- live off of those, and <laughs> you and, make yeah. it seem like you're
0: living in a third world country,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, North Carolina is terrible, man. we were starving over yeah, <laughs> and, dude. Uh, uh, I, I, it's just that I think when, when you come from a place where food is great right or not, i wouldn't even like put it on a pedestal but there's diversity yeah of course to try.
0: but but you look at the like the big foodie towns like you know not towns but like states like california mm-hmm. or like even texas um also uh, i think oregon has a good food scene too so does colorado mm-hmm. and new york and then us of course here in south florida and, it, and it's like you go to anything in between and it's just like you get disappointed like so easily it's like it's like difficult to make peace with that, you know. Yeah, especially definitely. when I go to a place like Ohio, which I've been very, very vocal <laughs> about on various occasions. Ohio is depressing, depressing. It's a it's a place where people are people just look sketchy. Everybody looks like a, everybody looks like like uh everybody looks like meth heads. I'm sorry, Ohio. <laughs> All
1: our Ohio listeners, yeah, out there. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's just that dude. They're they're just. Not friendly people, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and not only that, I've been on various occasions where uh, I had to drive through, like, a neighborhood. And that was a mistake. Because you start driving through the neighborhood, and people are, like, on their lawns, like, doing things. And they're just, like, eyeing you as you're driving down. And you'll see, like, Confederate flags and stuff like that oh, hung outside. Damn. I'm just like, oh, my God. They're,
1: like, looking at the Mexican moving <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, and, and, here, and here's the thing. The guy that I went to go see in that neighborhood because he runs like a uh, a boroscope company out of his like his backyard. That's impressive, actually. I mean, what uh, is it? I know he's not doing engines. No, he is. What? Yeah. So, so the FAA let him register his his um his uh, what do you consider his little outhouse in the back, like the like garage. He has As a, a repair
1: station. Yes.
0: Wow. Yeah, crazy. He had his own repair station on the thing, and the dude was Vietnamese. And, and I told oh, okay. him. He does quality work That He's a good guy. Yeah, like, he knows his shit. And, and I tell the guy, and I said, dude, how do you feel about living in this neighborhood? He's like, oh, the people are super nice. I'm like, dude, like, two houses over. That guy has a Confederate flag. He's like, oh, but he means well. <laughs> I was like, dude.
1: He means that. And I was like, all right. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, man, it's all right, dude, if you insist. Well, I, I will say we are running short on time here. We did This is, was an extended cut, or, you know, maybe it could be a little too extended, so... We'll, well i think it's a good time to stop the podcast here yeah um,
0: I, I know i'm gonna have more stuff to talk about next time next episode Callisto protocol and yeah, i started, yeah, I started it is playing it and i definitely want to discuss it next week um along with some other stuff that are going to come up um also also mm-hmm. also next week we have uh well this week dragon quest the new dragon quest game comes out on switch that's right yeah so um
1: I I did want to try it, so... Yeah, it's
0: definitely going to come up.
1: You know, it would have been awesome if Dragon Quest finally made a co-op game. That wasn't Dragon Quest Builders, but... Yeah, no, this one doesn't really look like it, but... No, it doesn't. I already checked. Oh, you already checked? (laughs) I I did, I did. Yeah, I know, but
0: we have... uh, We're definitely going to have more along the line. Also, we have to discuss a Christmas special.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I mean, I I don't know how that's going to work out, or maybe we could... uh, I don't know, we'll figure something out. Maybe we could, like like watch like Die Hard or something <laughs> yeah, right?
1: diehard christmas special yeah, yeah and does.
0: uh and nothing guys thank you again um for listening i, I know that we we're a little bit sporadic but we're gonna be regular
1: now listen if, if you've been listening to this point props to you yeah if, dude, for if real. you skip to this part fuck off um <laughs> but yeah we'll, we'll see you guys on the next podcast i um, hope you guys enjoy this week enjoy yes day. yes and i
0: also want to try a new, a new uh At the end. Yes, um, this is Hyman Michael, and until next time, stay thick.